As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the only thing worthwhile on the entire internet. Welcome back, you geeks who have decided to opt into hot geek summer rather than hot people summer, person summer. Are you replacing hot girl summer with hot people summer? Yeah, just I don't want that to be gender exclusive. I do. Hot guy summer. <laughs> hot, well, hot geek summer only, actually. I mean, that's why it doesn't matter. Because right. hot, whatever, right. okay. hot girl, hot saying. guy. The point saying. is, it's hot geek summer. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm proud of you Fine. all for choosing to entertain. So, geeks, welcome to Eight Second Apologies. We are. I, I need to apologize for some things that Rachel did in her mm. not in her mm-hmm. last. No, you don't. It's okay. Two. You really don't episodes. have to. It's okay. Um, as if one wasn't enough, we now have it two wasn't. to apologize for. One wasn't enough. So I would first like to apologize to you for Rachel not being able to get all this done in one episode and and having to add two, throw your whole schedule off now. I mean, it's like, I feel like you're going to be all messed up now because Rachel screwed up the, the, the weekly calendar for you by throwing in another episode. No, so I didn't. I just gave them extra. So I apologize to you for that. I would also like to apologize for gift, Rachel's ability to glamorize torture and uh, speak of this in a very nonchalant way um okay it was like one second where i misspoke and said well did i really okay wait (laughs) i still can't redeem myself for this i don't actually want to be tortured okay we've been over this i just hypothetically would like to know how much torture i could withstand before i broke I'm so sorry. And I stand by that. There's just not a good way to say it. Well, we are. I, I am sorry to you. I'm on not. On her behalf, because she will not apologize. I'm, I'm which not is sorry. Right. So those are our eight second apologies. Listen, that was a lot longer than eight seconds. We can never make her happy. No, it's impossible. We will always be inferior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know it. All right. Well... Despite my inferiority, I have I have a story for us today. I hate that this makes me want to dance. So we are going to talk about Rasputin today. So here's something interesting. I actually know like nothing. Oh my gosh. I know everything. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to say like... I thought you were going to be mad at me for not knowing this. I purposely, like, 
I know that you wanted to cover this topic, so I purposely have been avoiding any information. You're so kind. Because I didn't want... To ruin it. Yeah, for myself. I, I didn't want to ruin it for, ruin it for myself. So we're going to... In order to tell this story, we're going to start at the end Okay. first. Okay. Let's do it. Imagine early 1900s mm. in Russia. Mm. It's cold. Yes. Very cold. It's nice. winter. It's cold. Mm-hmm. The Neva River is flowing. Well, it's not flowing. It's frozen. And blood Ooh. starts flowing above this frozen water. Okay. Am I just like reading some Tolstoy next to a window overlooking yeah. the Blood River? Exactly. Mm. So, so <laughs> Russian. So, we have a dead Rasputin. Okay. Sure. As Yeah, as we do. Understandable. But it took Understandable. poison. Three gunshots. Okay. Like, attack. What is that? Assault. That's the word I'm looking for. And, like, hypothermia. Okay. To kill right. this man. So this is 1916, and a man by the name Prince Felix Yusupov is the is the perpetrator of Rasputin's murder. Are you saying these correctly? I'm just trusting you. Oh, I am. Okay. Uh, you know, fun, fun fact. Yeah. Most of this comes from... Or most of like my obsession with it started when I was a kid and that Anastasia movie came out. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's like an older, it's not Disney at everyone. No, it's not. Anyways, the, the character in the movie is like so ridiculous. Like it's not, Rasputin was more sophisticated than that. But I remember watching that movie and being like, I love this whole segment of history. And then I actually learned about it and realized the movie wasn't really that accurate but mm-hmm. it was still great it was it was a starting point so needless to say rasputin is dead but why why was he murdered that, why don't they pronounce it that way in the song because it doesn't rhyme with queen it's ra ra rasputin lover of the russian queen well yeah but i mean i think it's a, just might be a little bit butcher, potato potato butcher the whole name just okay i mean it's a it's a russian name that we're translating into english yeah. so yeah you, you do what you can Nazarovia. I do remember. Also, you were learning Russian, and I remember we were da? chatting about it before, and you showed me how to say things and write things, and I said that's very impressive, Rachel. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Here's the thing: I learned just enough Russian to impress people for like a month. I love it. <laughs> then I stopped. So feel free to chime in with Russian sayings that uh, I won't no, know. No, dude, are. I don't remember any of it. I do remember Nazarovia, which is like not actually something that Russian people say often. So I've heard. But... Fair enough. So. What I so now that we're kind of okay, Rasputin's dead. Why is he dead? I think that's a good question. Rasputin is a character that is that has become a legend. Yeah, like so, it's almost like who is the man behind the legend? Mm-hmm. The so man, I, the myth, the, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Rasputin. So I want to go back and unveil a little bit about who this man is. Let's do it. Um, so that we can understand why he was murdered. Rasputin was born in um, January twenty first, eighteen sixty nine, in a in a larger town in Siberia. Um, Siberia, important to note, is kind of the uh, like the them in Russia, if that okay. makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Siberia is the place where they would send political exiles or you know prisoners yep. and stuff. So yep. it's not like a it's not like a big glamorous city, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of the downtrodden for lack of a better word. So this is the world that he's growing up in. So you can imagine 
he, you know, did have a somewhat tough childhood, not a lot of money, poor education, really a small, not small, but a rural town in this freezing. He's just a small town boy. Just a small town boy living in a lonely world. Living in a lonely Siberia. Took the midnight train. Going Going to to Siberia. Siberia. So. um, (laughs) Going from and to Siberia. He, it's, his early years are debatable. There's a, I mean, again, this is where there's so much legend about him. I mean, records were iffy at -hmm. this point. No one cares about a random kid in Siberia. So. I know I don't. Not a lot of details. (laughs) Um, So. So his daughter named Maria wrote, uh, you know, basically a whole biography about her father and after he's after he's murdered in a way of like being justifying her dad and being like, why did everybody kill him? He was just a nice guy. Oh, so we learn a lot in Maria's book that you have to take with a grain of salt, obviously, since she's trying to vindicate her father. Yeah. So there's so Maria was one who said her father was well educated and very literate, but very literate, very educated might be a little strong. He definitely had education, knew how to read and write enough. Right. It's very subjective terms. Um, he was already unruly from birth, like automatic troublemaker out of the womb. Um, and so this actually becomes something that kind of follows him. His unruly childhood nature is kind of how people keep trying to be like, but when you were three, you know, they try to get at him even when he's in power. Define unruly we'll get we'll get into examples um he was only uh, his older siblings none of them like lived it you know up to birth or past like a year after their birth so he was like the only kid Mm. in his family and by the age of 12 everyone except his father was dead so lots of trauma some might say um and he was really left without much guidance. His dad had to work and, you know, whatever. So he, his unruliness was, was came in just the form. I think it was pretty petty things, just like, you know, like a hoodlum. If you think like our understanding of like a, a community hoodlum. hoodlum like, Are you a boomer? A hoodlum? I didn't even know what no cap was. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> am I a boomer? Okay, Probably but when, when, when you say unruly, was he like, you know running around high energy or was he lighting animals on fire (laughs) so not like that intense okay but it was more than just like running around having a good time he was like causing problems with neighbors a troublemaker exactly an unruly troublemaker so did he have only child syndrome probably yeah i'd like to say sorry to our listeners who are only children um but check yourself (laughs) We don't, we don't hate you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just make sure you're not Rasputin. Yeah. That's, that's really what we're going for here. So another thing to note about Russia, Siberia in the 1860s, very Orthodox, very religious. Mm. So, you know, the Russian Orthodox church, not the same thing as the Catholic church Mm -hmm. by any standards, Um, but they were equally as religious as like europe in the 15 and 1600s like western europe i should say okay so think like protestant reformation catholicism almost borderline crusades like very religious Uh very engulfed in like the spiritual realm as having an active role Mm -hmm. in reality so that's the world that rasputin is growing up in temporal reality yes so he early on is showing these gifts of second sight um and his whole community, he kind of becomes this sort of like... What is second sight? 
Yeah. It's clairvoyance, like predicting okay, the future. That's what I thought. Yeah. So he has that he's, you know, he's a clairvoyant basically. Um, there's one story where Rasputin as a boy, um, was able to predict who, a, like predict who the thief was, who like steals a horse later on down the road in like the community. So like Rasputin's like, you're going to steal a horse one day. And, was, like, he, oh, was he like, you're going to steal a horse or was he like, I don't like that dude. No, it was like, you're going to steal oh, a horse. Nice. He's, he's like a he's kid. got a he's regular like a Nostradamus on our hands. Exactly. So, so, and then like a couple weeks later or whatever, I don't know the exact timeline for this story because it's, you know, whatever. But someone steals a horse and they know who it is and they use his, they, he was able to prove the guilty party. Stealing so horses. again, this, this kind of soothsaying clairvoyance was something that was really appealing to the people of to the people of Siberia at this time. He kind of really he gained this reputation despite of like, the like he was extreme... seen as a prophet. Okay, essentially that's what I was going to ask. He had this like connection to the spiritual realm, okay. you know, and that was and again it. The other thing too to consider here, just like with Western Europe in the earlier ages of Christianity, they there was a connection between like Russian folklore and yeah. more of like the folk tales and and that more spiritual realm in addition to the christian spiritual realm so yes. so um there's kind of two different attitudes towards rasputin's gift of clairvoyance so there's some that are very much like wow this is amazing he's mm -hmm. like a prophet he's so connected it's kind of he kind of gets almost like a cult-like following and but then there's others that mostly start joining together when he starts gaining power later in his life because he becomes a threat at that point mm -hmm. um you know i think they were there's a healthy recognition that he's predicting things but we don't like that right right um so continuing in our story so rasputin meets a woman named praskova praskovia i can't say it praskovia it's some i mean i'm not looking at it dubravina let me see it it's been a long Praskovia. time. Praskovia. Praskovia Dubrovina. I mean, it's in English. English. Praskovia Dubrovina. It's in... Dubrovina. It's, it's in, like, the English... This is the anglicized version. Yeah. Not so, that not that if it were in the Russian alphabet, I don't know that it would be that much better be for me to It would be harder for me to... No, no, for me. Oh. Because it's been a long time. We're going to call her Praskovia. Okay. If I'm if anyone listens to this and knows how to pronounce it, I'd I we have some Russian listeners. Yeah, please help help a girl out. I I have listened to like pronunciations on Google, but like Great. again, if you're it's the whatever, I'm still gonna mess it up. So, um, the couple gets married. They actually have a pretty legit marriage. No, like they're pretty normal. Um, we love a normal marriage, <laughs> right? So a normal marriage, like. Okay, I guess just, that that is a great point. I'm they're full just, of those. They're just husband and wife chilling in Siberia. Oh, that sounds nice, except for the Siberia part. And it's they're kind of they're kind of infatuated with each Aww. other. So young love. In 1890, so I guess that makes him what 21. I don't I don't remember what year he was born in 69. Yeah, no. What year did you say? Now what year are we in? He's not 11. <laughs> what year did you say? 1890. Do you think that 69 plus 11 no. is, is, is 90? No. No, he's 21. That's what I thought, right? Yes. He's 21. For some reason, I was thinking it was 11. 
And I was like, that's not right. That would be 1880. Yeah. That's what I just realized. But that's why I was like, I can't do math. Why'd you second guess that math? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. He has a son. So yay, joyous. The son dies because infant mortality. Not joyous. Not joyous. And so at this point, Rasputin is just grieving and he is like completely shattered and decides to spend now a period of time doing pilgrimages. Okay. Um, so he is just becomes a wanderer um, for a couple years. And it sounds like as fun. he's wandering, he gets the reputation for a holy man and starts to accumulate a following. He started really just staying in different, like going to different monasteries and churches in Siberia. Um, eventually he kept, he, he did go to the Holy Land. So he went to Israel, that area, Israel, Palestine, whatever mm-hmm. the, I guess at this point it might, it would just have been Palestine. Um, and just kind of started wandering and going to these different holy places to kind of get in touch with God, center his spirituality, um, and then dive into that as like comfort after his son's loss. And he, he basically became this, like, he became a prophet and just a holy man. So where's the turn? We're, we're getting I know there. it's, I know it's we're coming there. So throughout his traveling, he's just meeting, he's becoming popular. And so again, this is why it's important. Like they were a religious people in Russia at this point. And that's really mm-hmm. the only way this like crazy holy man is going to get a lot of traction. Um, so he starts meeting these, like the social elite. Um, so there is John of Kronstadt, who was a spiritual advisor and a former archpriest. Um, Eliodor, the mad monk, the grand duchess. Whoa, whoa, hold, yeah. hold on. That's the greatest name I've ever heard. Yeah. Iliador, the Mad Monk. I want a name like that. I want a name like that. Next deep dive into Iliador, the Mad Monk. Someone, hey, somebody please give me a wonderful name like that. Please. I'm begging you. Please. You have your assignment. You have your mission should you choose to accept it. Um, The Grand Duchess um, Anastasia and her grand, the Grand Duchess Militza. So at this point, after meeting the Grand Duchess and um, this, like the two, the Grand Duchess Anastasia and then her sister, the other Grand Duchess, they are the ones that supposedly connect them in with the royal family. Okay. And so at this point, this is where his life begins to change. Wait, you may have already said this, but I was too mm-hmm. distracted by the Mad Monk. How did they meet? Just along his travels. Okay. He starts gaining this. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I meet him. You just net. He's networking. He's networking. He's networking. He's, he's growing his LinkedIn network. Exactly. Yeah. His LinkedIn is, he's getting all kinds of recommendations mm-hmm. um, from Eliodor the Mad Monk. Ooh. So he, so, so now it's important to, to briefly touch on the Romanov family. So the Romanovs have Let's been in power yeah. of, of Russia since like the 1700s, I believe. I don't remember that exact date, actually. They've been around for a long time. So Nicholas II um, is the czar of Russia, and he's a Romanov. Okay. He's married to uh, Grant, what's her title? I guess, Tsarina Alexandra. Um, they have four daughters and a son. Okay. The son is the last to be born. Okay. So again, they're looking for an heir at this point. They finally have a son. Hallelujah. But then they find out he <laughs> Hallelujah. is hemophilia. <laughs> oh, okay. So... 
hemophilia, for those of you who don't know, Rachel, I'm sure you know, is, you know, if you get your, your body can't clot, it mm-hmm. can't clot. So if you start bleeding, you'll bleed out mm-hmm. whether it's internal or external. Mm-hmm. So as the only heir to the throne of Russia, he lives a very sheltered lifestyle. Protect At, the sun. Right. So typical. How the Romanovs really connect with Rasputin is uh, there's a there's a moment where so his name is Alexei. The the Tsarevich mm-hmm. Alexei um gets bumped or bruised and he starts bleeding. Uh-oh. And everybody's freaking out because he has hemophilia. And so they call, they call up um, they send him a Facebook message, mm-hmm. Mr. Rasputin, and they well, say well, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. DM'd, yeah. send a Snapchat text, and they basically they said, "Oh my gosh, our son is bleeding out, and you're supposed to be this holy man, this healer, this foreseer, like come, come fix just him. come help." Yeah, and he does. Now the whole story is pretty. I mean, I remember like hearing this story and being so weirded out. Um, he like goes into like a room with the kid and like closes the door and then just like walks out and he's like, he's fine. <laughs> and they're all like, I can just imagine this whole scene. He's like very like, he's just like this very tall man. He's just a very, very, very tall man with like, I'm going to put a picture up of his eyes. Cause his eyes are like mm. a thing yeah. about him. Yeah. It's the pictures of him are creepy because of his eyes. That's why people, I mean, again, he could apparently see things, um, but just like walking into this room being like, okay, I'll be, see you in a second. Like closes the door and then just walks out <laughs> little Alexi's like, Hey, mommy, dad. <laughs> like just the whole story seems a little bit comical. What was that? Just, what was that impression? Um, so at this point, once he heals okay. Alexi, he's basically becomes their like personal doctor. Yeah. Nothing like a doctor with no medical training. It's my favorite kind. It's the best kind. Mm-hmm. It's the only kind. So Rasputin yeah. now is basically uh, Zarina Alexandra's like best friend. Oh, she nice. has like the whole Romanov family. They all have like raging anxiety. I feel like. I mean, Alexandra is like, I if my son dies, we're screwed. We don't have an heir. Nicholas is like trying to be like the next Peter the Great. And so his priority is like, I just need to go to war with everybody, yeah. which causes That's all a great solution for everything. So the Romanovs, great like, solution. you basically have Nicholas, who's just like, war, 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 acquire territory and be better than Peter the Great. And then you have Alexandra, who is just her only priority is her son. And then there's Rasputin, like all in the middle of this. And so many, he, he, you know, he has the clairvoyance, the healing powers and like this for like, like the ability to see in the future, right? Foresight. All this stuff. Foresight. Thank you. And people start to spread this rumor that he has like mind control. Oh, love it. I love a mind control rumor. Like, which has some like grounds, right? Like he's being, he's being sus. Mm-hmm. So people are just kind of thinking like, why is he so connected with the royal family. In addition to this, everybody thinks he's sleeping with the queen, mm. which I won't say never because we can't do that as a historian. There is very, very little, little. There's almost. I thought no you were going to say the opposite. Evidence. I thought you were going to be like, he was. I wish it'd be funny. 
Well, it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> but it, it just, I just feel like it adds. I it, love it would add home more. wreckers. They're so funny. Oh, no, trust me. I hate home wreckers. Um, <laughs> well, that's what, you, that's what it sounded like when you were saying. No, no definitely. It would have been funny. Do not approve of home wreckers. You know who you are. So anyways, there, there, there's rumors about that spreading. There's rumors he's like controlling the minds of the czar and Tsarina. So these rumors only amplify when uh, Nicholas declares himself commander in chief of the army. I love and I love leaves. deciding my own position in a job and leaves. Oh, so n- leaves the palace is out is going in to war. war. Yep, he's just like I'm pretty sure. At this, I have this title now. This, We're doing this at this point. It was the Russo-Japanese War. Oh, the Russo-Japanese. Okay, war. all right. <laughs> That was a disaster. That was Russia being stubborn, and that was Nicholas being stubborn. He goes and Sounds tries to participate in the Russo-Japanese War. Typical. It was honestly, a, it was a freaking disaster for Russia. Basically, Serena Alex- Alexandria is ruling the country, but she's like because everyone else is just like doing their own thing. Well, and nobody was willing to like be like, oh no, I'll just take power. For and right he now. was off doing his own thing. He was right? off doing yeah. his own thing. So it was kind of like. So she was just she's, like, this is mine now. She's in charge. It's more by default than so anything else. So everybody thinks have... Rasputin is calling the shots. And Elizabeth Belf. Yeah. I tried to combine the Hungarian and the English pronunciations, mm. and it ended up as Elizabeth Belf. <laughs> mm. But what I was trying to say is we have an Elizabeth Bathory situation. Minus here. being sadistic murderous <laughs> torturous mine is being a satanist or a satan is that how you say it a sadist did you just combine sadist I and did. satanist i really did we're combining all kinds of things today so many combinations oh my a sadist There's is that not a is that more offensive to sadists or satanists probably both anyway so yeah she you know i will say that's fair you know she she kind of takes a position of power but minus the minus being a sadist yeah so um so yeah i mean because nicholas is still alive and just well she out, could have been a sadist office, we just didn't know it perhaps she was not a murderous torturous she didn't act on it sadistic that we know of. so nicholas is out at war but he's still the czar so nobody's like i'm gonna come take your throne because that's just gonna cause problems right. nicholas has the army let's not do this so it was just like Alexandra was ruling in his place with mm-hmm. the assistance of Rasputin. So now we have the holy and man everyone's thinking he's who's in a charge. clairvoyant who now also has basically become, quote, prime minister of Russia. Obviously, that position didn't exist, but think about it that way. And they're like thinking he's... And they're thinking mind, mind control, control lover. That's what Rasputin is. Mind control lover. So he's a lover. He's her lover. That can... Control, control her, mind, her mind, not someone who loves mind control. Well, maybe both. Both. Anyway. So those are the theories. And something else, so this, so something else is coming out that Rasputin was a little bit of a player. Oh. He liked sex. Oh. He was a man that was very comfortable having sex with anybody. This is, this is just making me think of <laughs> Katie from The Bachelor. <laughs> I was thinking that too in prep. Not not comparing Katie to like a sex obsessed, like crazy mystic from eight nineteenth century Russia, but just the way you phrased it. Yeah. No. So he so this is all coming out and people are like, okay, well it's not off base to consider that he's like totally down to do it with her. Yeah. 
It's but not off base to Alexander like, that's not a, and Nicholas actually had like a very loving, yeah. like they loved each other a lot. So but historically, it was, it's not a reach if you don't have any other information. And we're talking about the 19th century, early 20th century. Rasputin, all, it was also grounds that like no one was really considering a woman's consent in terms of all this stuff. So, which is not okay. Um, so whatever. So that rumor had validity. It right. was spreading. People were like, okay, whoa. Um, and keep in mind also, Alexandra and the whole royal family and Rasputin are just shut up in the palace because they have a hemophilic mm-hmm. son who can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Rasputin just kind of gets himself caught up in this situation. And essentially a conspiracy forms to kill him. And this is where we get Prince Yusupov and other supporters who I do not know who these people are. Prince Yusupov okay. is just another prominent I won't, I won't aristocrat remember. in Russia. I won't remember. I don't do names. Point is, aristocrats in Russia. I always accidentally say aristocrats, and I'm really proud of myself that I said aristocrats because that is a common mistake. Pack I it up, Marie. What? Isn't that one of the name of the cats? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I I thought you were telling me to move quicker in, in my episode. <laughs> I was pack up. Never mind. Like pack it up. Like let's go. And I thought, I don't know why you said I, I Marie. Understand, but... I understand why you, why you got there. Okay. So they decide to form this conspiracy to kill off Rasputin. And then hopefully it'll bring order back to Russia. Because this war is not going on well for them. We're also in the early, the way this is, the Bolshevik revolution is, is mm-hmm. you know, getting some traction. We have Lenin is spreading his ideas. <laughs> he's, he's. Chit chatting for those of you who are not watching the YouTube video. So it was anyways, like a chicken dance. Just Russia's in a <laughs> in a state of absolute chaos, and let's just put it this way: Rasputin is not helping. Mm. The aristocrats of Russia have decided to. What have they decided? Tell me. Get rid of Rasputin. Yeah. So this is where we get to our story. So I gave you a little bit, but here's the details. Wait, wait, wait. this no, no, is where I'm we the, get to the, our I'm story. The beginning story. The beginning story. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, the beginning story. The beginning story. It's like this is gonna be the longest episode ever. No. That is called the Stanford Prison Experiment. That's, that that's why I was getting oh, concerned. Because no, 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 no. I was like, that there one is no part two. This longer is, this than be anything we've ever minutes. done. This will be 35 minutes. Have no fear. I'm um, going to hold you to that. They decide, easiest way to do it, let's just poison him. Let's have him over for dinner. We're going to poison him. Poison him. Poison him. It's a common trend in Russia. We'll just poison uh, you, him and get rid I'm of him. I'm sorry. I, I spoke over you saying poison him with poison him. <laughs> so the first tactic was poison so they had him over for dinner they poisoned him the food and the drink and they're all sitting there eating and he's eating and he's not dying it Um, i mean like he's just like he gets up and he's like okay thanks for the meal and like leaves and he should have died that quickly he literally should have died after like five seconds i don't know what was specific poison so this this is reminding me of like michael malloy I mean, the, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. It, it's it's such an interesting um, true yeah. crime case. It's fascinating. So he gets up and he's like, "All right, gotta go back to Palestine. Peace out. See ya. Gotta go. Gotta go save Alexi from bleeding out again. Because and I know that because I do so much for you guys, you would never hurt me. Never. And then they're all like looking at each other, like, "What? What do we do now? Why isn't he dead?" And one of them pulls out a gun. Pops him in the head. And they literally shoot him in the head. And he's like... 
Oh, I'm sorry. Just that. That was crazy. Just that little surprise jump. You like did. that. That's it what was happened. Like a surprise jump, but with zero emotion. So he's like totally fine. So then they shoot him again, like in the heart. Totally fine. And then shoot him again in the heart. What kind of gun were they using? A well, I don't know. Nerf? I mean, whatever. It's the early 1900s at this point. I don't know. I feel like that's... I mean, they were aristocrats. They had good guns. That's the point. Like, it was a, it was an effective he weapon. He should be dying. He should, he should have already been dead. We yeah. shouldn't have had to use the gun. Do you know what kind of poison they used? I mean, lots of people survived one It was one laced stab. with cyanide. What? <laughs> it was cyanide? Rasputin, at this point, is like... Um, there's a gunshot in his head, and they he leaves at this point. Because that's what you do when you've been shot and, in the head. Oh, you know, no, 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 I did get this. Okay, he leaves after the poison and goes home, and then they break into his house and shoot him. Oh. That's what it is. Oh. He makes it, he's just home. And then they break in and shoot him in the head, and then My it, it turns into this, like, crazy rampage. They're, like, Drasputin, like, jumps on him. It's, like, trying to beat each other up. They're, like, wrestling, and then they're, like, running away. And then they shoot him again, and he falls into the snow, like the the bank of the river. So, how many gunshots is this total? Is this two? I think, I, I think that I think it's it's it, it's three total. I'm pretty sure they shoot him one more time when they see his body frozen okay. in the Neva. So he like ends up in the Neva River. I don't remember if it's like he it's like he shot and falls in, or somehow he, or if he and fell and then he shot. They shot again, yeah. and then they shot again. And he, like, literally in the river was still, like, he was under, a, like, the frozen part and was trying to claw his way out. Like, there are, That's they, terrifying. they recorded that there were, like, claw any, marks and any stuff. Anytime like, there's claw marks on anything, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I hate the, I hate that so much. Oh, there's a dog next to me. Oh, hi, Beth. Your dog looks dead. Um, so, um, so anyway, so Rasputin frozen in the lake eventually dies after many, many, oh many oh my goodness. attempts. The, the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was distracted by your dog. Just, he eventually dies after many different attempts. You know, there's the, the, the thing about Rasputin is there's, there's many different theories yeah. because he's so weird and mysterious and he was relatively private in the information he shared. So there was a lot of different, like he said, he said she said kind mm-hmm. of situations even with his like murder like we do know he at least had three gunshots and there were laces of poison in his body and they found it in the river but who knows wow. the, the actual story i mean it could be exaggerated only the conspirators know what happened like mm-hmm. so it's just one of those stories that has got this like kind of mythic legend attached to it right that you know we know he had gunshots. There's a picture of him with like a gunshot wound in the head after they found his body. Like, we know he's in the lake. It's just like, were there advanced photography techniques at that point that they could find? They could take a picture uh, like during his autopsy. He died in 1916. Okay, I we guess, had yeah. we had photography in yeah, the 1860s. Yeah, so, yeah. so. All that to say, his daughter, you know, gets her own level of fame, Maria, because she writes this book, sure. trying to vindicate her father. Yep. Obviously, shortly after the father died, or Rasputin dies, the Romanov family, is, you know, and Russia transfers over to the Soviet Union. And I guess, you know, whatever, there's Bolshevik Revolution, because de- dates are different. But that's me being a history, detailed-oriented freak. Point is, in, you know, 1917, Russia completely changes. And most of it, and a lot of it has to do with Rasputin and his influence. Um, And so kind of his death was the last straw before the full kind of takeover 
by Lenin and the Bolsheviks. Mm. And the Romanov family doesn't last much longer after Rasputin dies. So they killed him, and then his death became their downfall. Exactly. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well, not so, by them. Yeah. So, yeah. So Rasputin, there are lots of theories about how he died. Um, there's lots of theories about whether, you know, how much of a holy man is he? Could Did he actually have clairvoyance? Is he lucky? Like, there's so many different theories that each have, like, a little bit of validity. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just think it's cool to, like, trace the actual, like, what we do know and then branch off and be able to say, like, there's some of this, there's some of that. Right. He's he's the he's the kind of guy that every time I go into research I learn something new. Mm. And every time I, I like those. pull stuff up, I'm like, okay, I'm learning more and more and more. And yeah, yeah. Even just to your like the conspiracy theories almost. Like he just has a plethora of conspiracy theories that you could just explore. And there's honestly like there's very few that are like not like hmm, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's Rasputin. <laughs> I still just can't get over the fact that they were like, we need to murder this man. And then, and then literally like almost less than a year later, like Lenin's like, whoa, whoa. yeah, yeah. And the Romanovs are like imprisoned and then later shot. And also and, like, the fact that he just wouldn't die. Well, that's the craziest part about his whole story is like, I mean, he has all this build up and having this like crazy elaborate life of being a holy man and a healer and a, you know, like basically priest. He's like, he claims to be like a priest of God and like starts off as this just innocent dude out in Siberia, married and just trying to be with God. And all of a sudden he's like base borderline, he didn't borderline head of state and then assassinated. Yeah. Like unreal. So fascinating character, definitely more you could dive into that. We don't have time. Cause I don't want to hit you guys with two long episodes back to back. I guess we should tell you where you can find us. If you want to see the, the picture of the bullet between his eyes, yeah, trigger warning. This involves. I guess I should have said this at the beginning. Well, no, we'll put a graphic content warning on the yeah. photo. Just before the photo. Be warned. But definitely, like his eyes. There's a. There. I mean, ugh, his eyes are creepy. All right, we will. We will. And you post will those have pictures. to see them on our Instagram. Hyperfocus Pod. TikTok. Also Hyperfocus Pod. Twitter. Hyperfocus underscore Pod. YouTube and Facebook. Hyperfocus colon a podcast for chaotic minds and our email hyperfocuscast at gmail.com so yeah send us send us fan mail send us your theory on rasputin yeah what do you think happened do you do you do you have your own conspiracy theory about rasputin send us other topics listen i have another idea if you're watching on youtube then you've seen the penelope garcia coloring page behind us yep and we need to decorate our, our space. Mm-hmm. What if we opened up a P.O. box for people to send us <laughs> coloring pages? Not colored, though. No, colored. Or colored. Yeah. I, I want, that's what I wanted to know. Wanna Are see, we coloring them? I want to see y'all's artwork. I actually really vibe with that. Well, I mean, either way. Either way. I mean, we don't have a P.O. box right now. Or but send, like, it a, send us a scan of your coloring But, box. like, theoretically, would you guys be interested in that? Because you'd be able to see your own like artwork it. and stuff on in like our it. on our videos and our studio, and it wouldn't even have to be things we could hang up. We could get little shelves, like send us weird things you find in thrift stores. Yeah, just send <laughs> anything us that things. reminds us of reminds you of us. Yeah, or like oh, that could get weird. True, um, but do it. Or like here's a little here's a little thing that reminds me of my favorite weird piece yeah. of knowledge. I don't know. 
it's it let us know what you think about that before yeah. we before we pull the trigger on any of that let us know but hypothetically that could be something we could do yeah because right now our only decoration in our studio is, is a coloring page of penelope garcia which isn't bad which i am proud of our nails match penelope's hair it does so anyways she's here in spirit i hope you enjoyed today's episode this is where we sign off and we will see you next week As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.